0: Hello and welcome back to our study of Pina Halacha, the teachings of Rabbi Yosern Malamed Shlita. Welcome back everyone. Hope everyone had an inspirational and uplifting Rosh Hashanah. I could tell you that certainly here in our shul and our community, it was the best ever and we're still on a high from what was an incredible davening inspiring couple of days. And here we are in our Seresimei Tshuva 5784, so the plan is to hopefully finish this section by Yom Kippur, and then we'll resume probably after the Sukkot break. But for now, let's look at the next chapter. Shloshes hadvarim Shloshes So now let's look at the three things that the Gemara Bav Metziah and Devchaf Gimel Ahmed Bey is listed where you're allowed to change the truth. So here's the first one It says Masechta, meaning in terms of learning. Rashi says, for humility purposes, one can change the truth for learning. So so if somebody asks you, did you learn this entire tractate with all of the Mepharshim, with all the commentaries? So for the sake of modesty, even though you know it perfectly, as we would say, cold, backwards and forwards with all the Mepharshim, you could say, yeah, I don't know it that well. Because the value of truth here is going up against the value of modesty. And it's not nice to talk about yourself, how great you are, how much you know. And we can add further, have written, So he quotes from the and Si Zion, that not only when it comes to learning, but also acts of kindness, when it comes to Chesed, or someone who does. A kindness for others, you don't have to brag about it. And if someone asks you if you did it, you can sort of change the truth and say, It wasn't me. The second thing the Gemara lists is Puria. This is in regards to modesty in the home. There are certain things, intimate matters, specifically between married couples, that we don't speak of. And therefore, if someone asks, you can change the truth of it. The classic example, that he actually writes here in the, in the paragraph, in the parentheses, so, This is a very, very common. Influence. When some people asks, are you pregnant? someone pregnant? And we have a tradition that we don't say anything, perhaps because of ayin hara or other reasons, until... Three months of pregnancy have passed, so if someone asks in the first month, the second month, are you pregnant? Are you pregnant if it's the pushy in-laws or whatever it might be? Someone is allowed to not disclose that information, again, for the sake of tzniyas. And the third is when it comes to ushpiza, this is when it comes to guests or hosting. This is when it comes to guests or hosting. If a guest asks, you know, where did you stay? Were they nice to you? Were they good hosts? If you're worried that if you say glowing things about the host, then all of a sudden everybody's going to want to flock there, and it'll be difficulty for the host, so maybe you could tone it down a little bit. And also, if he knows that the host, he doesn't want to publicize how wonderful it is. He doesn't, oh, you have such a big house, and you had this, and you had that. I don't want to disclose that because then you know, we never know some sort of unseemly type of characters will flock there and it'll cost them money and dignity and things like that. So you're allowed to tone down your answer and he actually uses the word bitsura to, karira to make it cold the response, not such a warm response. even though the brachas tells us that a good guest, it's proper to praise the host, this is only in front of proper guests or proper potential guests. However, if there are guests who perhaps will turn the goodness, the kindness of the host into something else, then perhaps the praise there is not warranted. in the Gemara in Erechan tells us, That if a person uses a great voice in the moment, in the morning, when he wakes up to praise his host, in the by the evening, it will be considered a kalala. Meaning, you have to use a little bit of sechel that if you say things are too good, people are only going to want to go there, and then they will attract unsavory characters. <speaking> in, <Spanish> in past days, when food was not abundant, it was not plentiful like we have now, so there was a danger, if you would speak so highly, of a host, because it can cause some damage. Nowadays, it's not such a concern. We're not worried it'll cause damage or loss. And It almost seems like this heter, when it comes to talking about your host, is not really no geya. It doesn't really apply nowadays. But there are times when you will have to take advantage and use this leniency. For example, for example, Someone who's always willing to help someone else, even when he has no time. And if by taking this upon himself to help someone else, it will cause time away from his family, it will cause time away from his job, and he's still going to do that. You shouldn't relate this to people who are improper because they'll take advantage. Because the value of, well, you're going to take time away from his family, his job, and you're just using it for your own advantage, not for true kindness. So again, here's an opportunity where one should utilize this heter and one should be lenient. In any event, we have to always take matters into account, especially when we have complete, competing values, and how do we manage those in our lives. So, thank you for listening today. Gmar Hasima tova, everyone. And we will, meretz Hashem, see you here next time. As we continue studying the laws of Emes, Amiras Emes, P'nenei Halacha, the teachings of Rabbi Yazim HaLamed, Shlita. Have a great day.